The reading is from Acts chapter 10, verses 30 to 48. Cornelius answered, Three days ago I was in my house praying at this hour at three in the afternoon. Suddenly a man in shining clothes stood before me and said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayer and remembered your gifts to the poor. Send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He is a guest in the home of Simon the Tanner, who lives by the sea. So I sent for you immediately, and it was good of you to come. Now we are all here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. You know the message of God sent to the people of Israel, announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout the province of Judea, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism that John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a cross, but God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen, by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him, that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, Surely no one can stand in the way of their being baptized with water. They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Grace. So I've ditched the uh, somewhat annoying market researcher persona, and I'm afraid that we're going to have to rub these interesting growth suggestions out. So you join us in our story at a really important time. So Acts is a book about the history of the growth of the church. And what we find is that God doesn't do it our way in any shape, way, or form. And chapter 10 is really important because it's when the gospel is opened up to the Gentiles, which means the non-Jews. So the reason that we're all sitting here today is because of this moment. The faith left its immediate communities and went out to those communities that were originally not considered worthy of hearing the gospel at all. But here we are, here we are within this picture, Peter on the left, the centurion on the right, and one of his servants from the story in the background. 
So I want to tell you this morning how we do church growth, the ACTS way. And it has an acronym because this way you won't forget, especially at the end. So we're going to start off with A. A is for adore. Now, apart from my super holy one over there, how much is adoring Jesus part of your daily life? Because it's what the church did to grow. Did you hear in the story? We've got someone who doesn't yet know anything about Jesus. We've got a centurion, a powerful man with hundreds under his command, used to telling people, do that, go there. But what did he choose to do? He chose to spend an hour in prayer every single day. He didn't know who he was worshiping, but he tried his hardest to give his life to God. And you know, something happened this week that this really spoke to me. I don't normally use my children in sermons and they're soon going to go out of the cute age where this is no longer an option. But I went to pick up my eldest, Abby, from nursery this week. And as soon as she saw me, she started crying, which is if you know anything about Abby, she doesn't really cry for that much at all. And my instant reaction was to be, what's wrong? What's wrong? She's like, nothing, mummy. I just wanted you. Oh, (laughs) mummy heart. But how often do we treat God like that in prayer? It's something that we want or something that's like, what's wrong? And do you know what he says back to us? I just want you. Your time, no agenda. I just want you. So at the start, how to build a church. They didn't really read any growth manuals here in Acts. They went for people who just adored Jesus. All right, the next letter. It's a new word. And P is for preach. They preached the word. This week I was reading a church article about how to make your church more attractive to millennials. I am one, so I could say half of it was correct. And the other half of it was complete nonsense. It was things like, never use a paper Bible, always use your app. And I'm kind of like, I don't actually spontaneously combust if I see paper just because I'm 32. It's not kryptonite to me. Millennials can cope with both paper and their mobile phones. Actually, we can have so many agendas and strategies. Preach the gospel. That's what they did here. Let's read. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a cross. But God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen, by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. That is the gospel, friends, and it hasn't changed. This was written down, as we were talking about last week, very close to just over 2,000 years ago. That truth hasn't changed. We still say that Jesus came and lived amongst us, 
to live and show us the way that we should, but way more than that, to die because he took our sins on himself. And then he came back to life, assuring us of a new start and an eternity with him. So that message in growing the church has not changed. All right, let's go to you. Unexpected people. Now, someone mentioned a great leader, and churches do need great leaders. I think that helps. But if you've ever read much of this book, the disciples are a walking disaster zone. They have a fight with each other. They say, Lord, should I call down fire on this city because it's annoyed me a bit? They say, shall this person be better than I am? They say things like, this one, his sermons are a bit hard to understand. And then they go on the other one and they say, well, he did that wrong. There's no way he was listening right. They weren't a perfect bunch of people. Now, obviously, I know CSK, you're all perfect and immaculate in every single way. You're all looking smirky at me. You're not, all right? That's the message. You are not perfect, but God can use unexpected people anyway. Cornelius, he was unexpected. He wasn't a Jew. Why would they go to him? Jesus was a pretty unexpected Messiah. They wanted a warrior king, and they got a servant priest who laid down his life. So, so far, we've got adore Jesus, we've got preach, we've got unexpected people, and the last one, and very relevant today, I might even do it in blue, or also yellow, baptize. In my market researcher hat back on, there's a lot out at the moment saying Generation Z, which is the generation under millennials, aren't joining things, with the exception, perhaps, of gyms. And in this culture of subject to a better offer, have you ever heard that? You accept a party invitation, S-B-O, subject to a better offer. I hope none of you have ever done that. I did it once, I felt very guilty, but no. In this generation of not signing up for saying, and saying, this is where I build my life on. This is an organization, organization I'm proud of belonging to. Baptism says something amazing. It says, here I stand. I can do no other. And so we celebrate with Ethan and his mummy and daddy and all his family and godparents here today. Because although they're making that choice for him, but we find that in the book of Acts as well, that the children of believers are baptized. The church has grown by people advertising their faith to the world. And you heard about another baptism at the end. You heard about the baptism of the Holy Spirit in verse 47. They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. And friends, I want to say to you that that baptism is as easy to receive as the water one. Just ask him for it. And if this is the advertisement of your faith to the world, then baptism in the Holy Spirit is the fire that allows you to go out and continue to preach the message. So have you seen what our acronym is spelt? Grow the church by finding a pub. I leave you on this holy note. I do also like to grow churches in pubs, but grow the church by these things. Adoring Jesus, 
Keep the message as it's always been, because Jesus is the desire of the nations. Use unexpected people and baptize, just as we are today. Find a pub. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you especially for Ethan and his family this morning. A chance to celebrate a new wonderful little life, but also a chance to celebrate the growing of your kingdom. Lord, would you continue to grow this church and the church across the world by your power, Holy Spirit, that we might always declare who you are, Jesus. Amen.